Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. I am your hostess with the mostest. I am Rosalind Jordan Mills, and welcome to Rosalind's Corner. Uh, tonight, as always, we are going to have a good time. You know I am. You know I am. But tonight, you know, I always like to start out talking about, hey, T25CL Entertainment. You know, we're always on the move, an innovative company that we are uh, establishing a global platform for pay-per-view distribution of independent music artists, I mean, even for film. If you're out there, you're an independent artist, wanting to get your music out there on a global platform, T25CL is the avenue for you. We have such great people who have joined us and are doing great things within the company as well. We've got our film, United We Stand, that will be released shortly. We know we keep saying it's got to be released. Look, you guys, just hold on to your hats. Hold on because it is coming soon, okay? All right, so now... And we do wonderful things, so just keep posted. Always go to www.t25cl.com and look at all the updates and the great things that we're doing, okay? All right, tonight, you know, we're, I brought back a friend of mine that um, is going to be touching on some very, no, is going to be touching on a very interesting and educational, informative topic for all. All of us, men and women alike. Tonight, just let me give you a little bit about my, my guest tonight. His name is Johnny Legrand. He is the president of Johnny Legrand Entertainment. He studied music and songwriting at UCLA. He's a musician. He's even a public speaker and an author of his book called Kings and Queens, Real Relationships Explained. He says, whenever I speak to anyone on the subject of relationships, I'm really easy to ask two questions. What qualifies you to speak on the subject of relationships? And are you presently married or in a relationship? So let's ask that question of my guest. Welcome to Rosalind's Corner, Johnny Legrand. Hi, Rosalind. How are you doing? I am doing fantabulous, fantabulous. How about yourself, sir? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good, good, good. Well, we're having a one-on-one show, and I know there's going to be people listening in. But what I want to do is, you know, I know this platform is for you, so what I'm going to allow you to do, and I'll probably go come in and ask you some questions of, of, of uh, the topic and what you're explaining regarding relationships, because, you know, we all have all kind of questions. But, oh, yeah. Uh, First of all, let's start where you began, where it all began with you. Okay. Uh, I got divorced uh, in 1984, and some things uh, stayed with me for a long time. One was 
Uh, I thought I was a great guy, and I noticed that my relationships were failing. And so my divorce was the culmination of that failing process. So I wanted to find out exactly what was going on with me and with the people I I was in the relationships with. So I started on a campaign to learn all I could about women and relationships. And I became obsessed with it, and since 84 until this very day, I've been uh, preoccupied with the subject of relationships and the people in those relationships. So I've done a lot of research. Wow. Uh, Well, now let's ask this question. How has it really impacted your life with relationships? Are you in a relationship now? Are you looking to be into one? Um, Well, that's the question that people ask me all the time. Uh, Am I I married or in a relationship now? And the other question they ask is, what qualifies me to speak on relationships? And like I said, I've been studying relationships since 84. So where as the quote, unquote, educated people or the experts uh, speak on relationships from a uh, finite amount of time in school. I've been in school over 30 years, and I'm still learning. And another thing is, uh, at the same time, there's more relationship information available now than ever before in human history. But at the same time, more relationships are failing than ever before in human history. And the question that begs to be answered is why? Why is that? And I believe one of the main reasons is because people are being told what they want to hear and not what they need to hear. So since uh, the failure failure rate of relationships is above 50% at this point in time across the board, I figure I can't do any worse than that, than the experts are doing, so I might as well. Give, give my opinion or my view of this uh, relationship phenomena, and that's what is, is driving me to give it different information. See, I wasn't sent through that educational relationship mill that is failing so miserably. So mine is a totally alternative view of relationships. So that's what I bring to the table, a unique view of relationships. And I say things that I don't think you will hear everywhere. And I have a view that I don't think you'll find everywhere. Well, let's stop there, you know, because I, I know a lot of people are going to be wondering, you know, uh, there's a, always a step-by-step process. Like you said, you, people always say things to other individuals that um, they think they want to hear, but it's not what necessarily what they need to hear. Let's start there, because what would a man say to him? Let's say, you know, you're starting out. Let's start with square one. You're starting out in a relationship. You're just meeting each other for the first time. Um, what are some things to even start off a relationship to make it a beneficial and a happy, long-lasting one? Okay, well, the first thing, I, I've developed a 10-step I call it 10 Steps to a Real Relationship, Kings and Queens, 10 Steps to a Real Relationship. And the very first one of those 10 steps is, uh, I'll actually read it. It says, make changing and improving yourself your highest priority. Focus only on the changes you need to make. Don't worry about the changes that the other person needs to make. And that's what the very first step is to work on you. Because in your relationships, you most likely have been 
part, at least part of the problem. And nobody wants to accept that responsibility. It's always the other person that's broke. And, it's, and as soon as you assume that stance, you've taken the first step to your relationship failing. So that's the first thing I say you do is work on yourself. Make the changes you need to make. Um, and it has to do with things like being fair, being reasonable, being kind. See, those things are important in relationships. Those are the things that drive a relationship. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, you, you shouldn't be looking to get into a relationship until you figure yourself out. What do you need from a person? What makes you happy? What do you have to offer to make someone else happy? Those type of questions. There's some very serious questions that need to be asked before you attempt something as major that has such a major impact on your life as a relationship. So that's the first step. Uh huh. The next step is lose. It's called number two. Lose all the prior negative conditions. And what okay. I mean by that is okay. you have to forget everything you thought you knew about your relation, about relationships. If, if your relationships have not been working out, you are doing something wrong. And what you need to do is reevaluate that whole process. All the rules that you've learned, you need to undo those rules, first of all. Most of them are, most of them are not right. The two places we get our information for relationships is from the media, number one. And if you look around the media, you see all those relationships are horrible. Mm. And then the other place is we get it from our friends and our family. And most of those relationships are horrible. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, don't know, I don't know if you've seen relationships with the, that your friends and relatives are in. You say, boy, I hate to be in that relationship. Well, yes, I've seen a few in my lifetime. But then I've seen, a, you know, quite a few that have lasted over the years even though they had their ups and downs, I mean... Okay, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Rosalind. See, uh-huh. I'm not talking about... I'm talking about a real relationship, not the ones where you put up with the person for 40 or 50 years. You put up with each other. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a relationship that most people have never known in their whole life and most likely will never know. It's the, well, it's, it's the relationship... When you get in this type of relationship I'm talking about, that's when you start living. That's when you actually start living. Well, give us a prime example of a real relationship. Okay. The, I go back to my, my main example is uh, I work for a couple, an older couple. Uh, the man has Parkinson's. And I was hired to shadow him around, make sure he doesn't fall. Uh, these people are fairly well-to-do. And uh, I get a chance to look in on their relationship. And they've been married over 50 years. But when I take him and sit him in the kitchen and they get ready to eat their breakfast, I'm in the, the next room, the adjoining room, uh, you know, in the TV room. And I listen to them, and they sound like teenagers. They have more fun together than any people I've ever seen to be that age. And so I've been with them all, about a year and a half, and I have seen on a daily basis how they do with each other and what, what it really means to be in a real relationship. 
And and like I say, I've never known that before in my life. Uh, I was raised in a, in an environment as far as relationships go that was akin to predator versus alien type things, you know. Mm. And that that was what I grew up in, ground zero of the, the relationship wars. Yeah, See, but and most people have had horrible examples, huh? What, now, but what about prior to you working for them? I mean, because over 50 years, there had to have been, you know, some struggles, um, some pain, you know, some loss. Well, I asked him about, about that. Okay. Uh, have, have you and your husband ever had a major fight or argument? And she looked at me like, why in the world would we do that? And, and I knew the answer before I even asked the question. I knew she was going to say no, because these are not the kind of people to argue and fight. They're not of that substance. So that's the first thing you have to do is decide uh, what, what you want to do in a relationship. And, and for me, one of the major things would be not to argue and fight, like, mm-hmm. like most couples do. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguing is a, every time a couple argues, they're driving another nail in the coffin of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And enough of those arguments will kill that relationship. Our arguing is a sign that two people don't see eye to eye on things. And the more you argue, the further you are apart in seeing things the same. And people who don't see things the same, should not get together. Like-minded people should get together. And and now if you listen to what I'm saying, this is all logical. Relationships are not complicated, but they are logical. And if you don't bring that logic to the table, if you aren't reasonable enough to reach logical consensus, you will have problems in your relationship. So that's one of the prerequisites to being in a relationship. You have to be reasonable. I honestly believe if two people are reasonable and kind, they can make that relationship work. Because if if you're reasonable, you can, both people, if they're reasonable, they can come and say, you know what, you're right on that. I'm wrong on that. You know, my bad. And then they go in the direction that makes sense. And the reason I say they need to be kind, both people need to be kind, is because kind person, a person who is truly kind, will not do anything to hurt you or anyone else intentionally. But, you know, there are so many, I mean, you look at the divorce rates, you look at the, um, you know, the the individuals who don't want to get married because they've been traumatized or, you know, something has happened in their life where, you know, they've been either hurt or abused or, you know, um, just downright, you know, um, degraded through their life. Um, how does one build, I mean, bring yourself back? Because I know you said it starts with you. It starts with you, you know, changing what you have to do in your life. But what if you're, you've been a good person? You feel like you've, you've known you've been a good person um, through your life. You treated people good. People look up to you and respect you. But you get into a relationship where you think you're like-minded with an individual, and 
everything goes topsy-turvy. All hell breaks loose. I mean, and, and a person is just sitting there wondering, what did I do wrong in this relationship? And you look back and say, well, I didn't do anything wrong. And there are so many well, relationships that are like that. How, how does one come out of that? Okay, well, the, well, the first thing is most people uh, most people will readily admit they don't know everything there is to know about relationships. Very few people will admit they don't know anything about relationships, and most of us don't know anything about relationships. I know I didn't when I was uh, starting out. Yeah, I didn't know the first thing about a relationship. I didn't know I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you have to uh, find out things. You have to learn things. You have to change your position on things. Don't be uh, stuck in a position that, and be immovable when it makes sense to move. Okay. So, so, the, first, so the first thing you have to do is learn how to pick the right person. You have to learn how to pick the right person. And most relationships, I believe, fail because you have not picked the right person. One or the other, or both, have not picked the right person for them. Well, you, now you say, Johnny, huh? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> let you go okay, ahead. You say, well, Johnny, what is the right person? Well, see, I've developed a criteria for picking the right person. Now, if people choose to, to to buy into it, then they might see a difference in the way they, they deal with picking people. Uh, you have to pick a good person. They don't have to be rich. They don't have to be beautiful. They don't have to be smart. They don't have to be anything but a good person, a good human being. Because if you don't have a good human being, they can't be a good friend. If you don't have a good friend, they cannot be a good mate. So you have to start off with a good human being. Now, what is that? Well, in the context of a relationship, a good person is a person you can trust with three things entirely. The first one is you can trust them with your money. Totally. Now, how many people are like that? Mm, you can come on your hand. You see? Okay, now the next thing is you can trust, you have to be able to trust that person with your emotions. Now, we know what it means to trust someone with money. That's concrete. But an abstract is trusting someone with your emotions. What does that mean? Okay. Let's say a man and a woman are sitting on a sofa watching TV. And he's watching TV, but she's watching him. She's looking at him. She's admiring him. She goes, you know, baby, you're so big and strong and handsome. Is, is, is there anything you're afraid of? You seem very manly. Is there anything you're afraid of? And he says, well, baby, I'm going to tell you something I haven't told anybody else on this planet. There's only one thing I'm afraid of. And she goes, what's that? He goes, I'm afraid of the dark. The dark? See, now, the dark. I'm afraid of being in the dark. Now, see, there's some legitimate reasons why a grown man might fear the dark. Maybe as a child he was locked in a closet for punishment. 
Maybe he had spent time fighting in the jungles of Vietnam in the dark jungle on the verge of being killed at any time. He may have a problem with being in the dark. It may make total sense. But now what he's done is just trusted you with that emotion, his fear. That's not your opportunity to say, oh, man, I thought you was, I thought you was a man. I, you're a wuss. You know, I'm going to tell your friends and family, see, because if you do that, what you've done is closed off that avenue of communication, and he will never tell you anything that's way down deep inside again. But mm-hmm. now if you handle it right, and I call it these emotional bonding events, which don't come every day, but you have to recognize them when they come. That's, a, that's an opportunity to bond with someone on a level that you don't get to do every day. See? So that's her opportunity. When he says, I'm afraid of the dark, that's her opportunity to tell him, look, I don't know what made you fear the dark so much, so made you so fearful of the dark, but I can guarantee you with every fiber of my being, I'll do my best to make sure you're never in the dark again on anything. Now, you just bonded in a way that you don't do every day. You're taking your relationship to another level. See? So that's the second part of this triad of things you have to be able to trust people with entirely. First, your money, then your emotions, and then your life. That's the third one, your life. Because it may get down to one day where you need that person to step up and give you a kidney to save your life. And your relationship has to be a very solid and a very real relationship for a person to do that for you. It's it's as serious as life gets to be. It's a matter of life and death. picking Picking the right person can be a matter of life and death. So there's nothing you can joke with. So now I, I heard a story some years ago about this doctor. I think his name was Richards. Uh, his wife needed a kidney to live, so he gave her the kidney. Within a year later, she ran off with her uh, aerobics instructor and left him high and dry. So Dr. Richards sued to get his kidney back or a million and a half dollars. Oh my God! How how is he gonna do that? <laughs> well, he he didn't. He was making a point. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm sure he would have taken the money if he could get it. You know, but my point is that he did what he was supposed to as a mate, mm-hmm. and he showed no appreciation or no value for what he did. Mm-hmm. So within a year, she was gone, and so was his kidney. See, see, so you have to know who you're dealing with, and there's ways to look and see who you're dealing with, but most people don't even look that close. They don't, they don't look. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because if you did it out of love, you know, was it unconditional love or was it un, un, unconditioned that she had to do something in order for him to get that kidney? You know, for her to give... give well, that. let me ask you this, Rosalind. If your mate thought enough of you to give you one of his kidneys, what, mm-hmm. would, you think, what would you think you owe him? My life. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You know him at least loyalty. Of course. If you showed a, if you showed any appreciation at all, because you wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for him. 
Because, you know, people would say, uh, you know, like, uh, well, you know, if he, if, if, if he loved her, you know, and gave her a kidney, well, it should have been unconditional love. Um, so, you know, something had to happen in the relationship after that year that, uh, you know, she, her eyes started, uh, um, you know, uh, looking at the other side of the fence, you know. Um, well, let me just say this. Uh, I have seen from this particular case that you can't just give a kidney to any old body. Mm-hmm. It has to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And someone's compatible. You have to be compatible. Well, uh, if you have two good people, I think that uh, they're inherently compatible. Two good people. See, so because two, see, like. See, a relationship should be something that nurtures you, that makes you grow. It, it should be people that love being together. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you should be able to, you can't wait to get through this hard, tedious work day and get home to that person who refreshes you, who makes you come alive again. That's what it's about. That's what happens with these people that I work for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's amazing to watch them. It's, it's amazing. See, now, I, now they're not the only ones I've seen. I've seen what this. The, I, I've seen real relationships four times in my life, and most people are so out of tune they don't even know it when they see it. I didn't. The first time I saw a real relationship, I didn't have no idea what I was looking at. And so you have to. Uh, Learn. <laughs> it's a process of learning, and you have to be willing to adjust your thoughts and actions uh, accordingly. You know, you can't treat a, a person of the caliber I'm talking about that you can trust with your money, your emotions, and your life totally. You can't treat them any old kind of way because the demand for that caliber of individual is too high. They can step out the door and 50 people will jump on them and take them. Well, let me ask you can't you afford you can't afford to treat them like a fool. You can't you can't afford to do that. So mm-hmm. my point my point is if you find a person of that caliber, Rosalind, mm-hmm. you grab onto them with all four feet. You hold on with for everything you got. You don't let them go. Whatever you have to do, because mm-hmm. you may never meet another one. Oh, of course. That's how, that's how rare they are. They're rare. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, I've, I've experienced that in my life. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and all this stuff is logical. It makes sense. Well, you know, and, and you think about relationships because, you know, when it comes to even just healthy relationships, I mean, there's no one-size-fit-all type of advice because, you know, relationships, they require, you know, a willingness to, to adapt and, and to change, as, you know, as well as, you know, the, the skills and communications, like you said, emotional awareness of one another. But let me ask you this, because individuals who want to try and start relationships or have had bad relationships and then they're trying to start something new, um, when it comes to like overcoming loneliness or or being even shy, you know, because a lot of a lot of people, you know, I mean, when I was a kid, I was so shy. I was. So a lot of us struggle with, you know, shyness and, and social insecurities, things of that nature, you know, you know, uh, and to be more confident with others. What, what, do you, what, you, what would you tell an individual when they're just too shy or, you know, they're, they're, they're just uh, not knowing really because – 
people are, I mean, I'm, I'm an OG. I'm going to say that right You know, but you talk about people who are starting, even, even if you've been in a relationship, you've been in a marriage, and so your spouse has passed away, or your spouse has left you, or you, you know, you've never had a spouse. Um, and you think about the, you know, the, overcoming these other obstacles that you have in your life. You say you start like, with being a good person, but what advice can you give from your ten points uh, to an individual who wants to overcome, you know, being lonely or, or overcome being shy, you know, after all these events that have happened in their lives? Okay, well, the. One of the things that combats loneliness is activity. See, you can't sit at home in your rocking chair with the TV on and the sound turned down, rocking back and forth, and expect to end up in a relationship. (laughs) You have to go and meet people and talk to people and assess them. And where you think you'd meet the best people is where you should go. You know, I doubt seriously if you're going to, if many people find loving, warm relationships in a bar. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. wherever you think that people would have the same values you do, the same morals you do and so forth, that's where you should go to meet people. But you have to do something. You know, I, I know a person who is uh, paranoid schizophrenic, and she's afraid to come out after dark. And she wants desperately to be in a relationship, to be loved and so forth, but she won't do anything that it takes to meet people or, or get to know people, and, 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 and that will not change until something changes on that end. Now, another thing I believe is not everybody is meant to be in a relationship. Some people are too damaged to be in a relationship. And I don't care how much you love them, you cannot be in a relationship with them because they are too damaged to be in a relationship. I believe that. And, and you can't fix them. See, some, a lot of people get these broken people, and they try to fix them. You can't I don't do believe that. you can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I'm not even sure the professionals can do it. And then why would you want to get in that type of relationship? I mean, I know there are individuals who do because they have this overwhelming desire to think that they can fix people. But it, 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 it just can't happen. It, it, I mean, it's just not there. All you can do is help them, to, to show them love, to show them compassion, to show them um, that you care about them. But if they're not reciprocal of that, what, what, what is the person to do? What to let go? Okay, well, well, here's the advice I give on uh, dealing with people, uh, trying to get a, get a relationship going. Uh, let's see what Number six in my 10-step program says, totally commit yourself to the relationship. Put in your 110%. I've talked to people, they say, well, each person got to put in 50%. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to go the, the distance because the other person just doesn't have it to give at that point for whatever reason. Maybe they're sick or whatever, and you may have to take the whole load. See, So you're willing to do whatever it takes to make that relationship work, and it may be more than your 50%. And most of the time it is more than your 50%. Okay. You choose the best mate you can choose. You know, you develop a criteria for choosing the best mate you can choose, the best person you can choose. You be the best person you can be because if you're not being the best person you can be or being of a caliber that uh, deserves 
a person that is a good person, you're not being fair. You don't deserve a good person because you're not. So you be the best person you can be, pick the best person you can pick, and give it everything you've got. That's what no. you do. Yeah, now what? Now this is another turn of events kind of thing that I, I I'm thinking about because you know you you when you deal with people in life you hear their life stories and the relationships they've been in how they've been hurt um, and you have people individuals that that have come you know even come up to me and say you know they've been through this they've loved this person they they they've been supportive of this person. And uh, this person is is turning around and chasing after every skirt there is, and and you know, and 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 she's all in the dark and and doesn't know anything about it. And then to come to find out, you know, this is what this person, the individual, has been doing all the time. So what is she to do? Should she stay in that relationship, or should she go? Because there's a there's a matter of trust. Well, let me say this. Uh, see, uh, my. Relationship information, I didn't put a work together that was religious, but it's built on a lot of principles that can be found in the Bible and other places that contain principles that have stood the test of time. Now, the principle that comes to my mind right off the bat is something my mother used to say, and it can be found in the Bible. A leopard never changes his spots. A leopard can't change his spots. So if he was a woman chaser before, he's not going to suddenly love you enough to stop chasing women. It's not going to happen. So you have to go on what a person has shown in the past to make any uh, reasonable and intelligent decision on should you consider them for a mate. If a person has been married five times, I'm, I'm, I wonder if that was some, somebody you should consider. No, Especially yeah. if nothing major has life can their life has changed. See, so uh, see, there's things to look for, but most people they ignore all these red flags. Mm-hmm. They blow right through all these red flags. Oh well, that's not important, but it is. Everything is important. People generally don't do things for nothing. It means something. Like for instance. Uh, if you if you meet a guy and you're with him and he goes to the bank, let's say, and the teller accidentally counts out counts out a hundred bucks more than he should get back, and you say, I think they gave, and he says, shh, 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 and, and he hustles you away and puts it in his pocket. What he has just shown you speaks lack of volumes. Integrity. Yeah, lack of integrity. Volume. Okay. If, you got, if you're with a person and they go to find a parking space and there's enough room for three cars to park and they park right in the middle so they're the only ones that can park, they just told you something. See, and that's how close you have to look at what people do and what they say. And one of the best ways to get to know people is talking to all their friends and relatives and workmates and see what they have to say about them. And if you start hearing some negative things on a regular basis, or or often, that's telling you something, see? And a lot of people blow right through those red flags. Uh, A person who is selfish in, 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 in different aspects of their life is most likely selfish all the way through their life, even in the area of sex. 
Mm. Now, let's talk about that because, you know, it's it's amazing how people will tell you their life stories even into the bedroom. Uh And and, um, this friend of mine, she says, you know, she likes to satisfy her husband, her man, but he doesn't satisfy her. Uh, but she stays into it. She stays in it because she wants him to be happy. Okay, now, well, I, uh, go ahead. What does that say? What does that say about that relationship? Well, see, I, I would be willing to bet that if you look in the other area, areas of his life, he's shown that selfishness other places in his life. A person isn't going to be selfish everywhere else uh, like uh, taking advantage of other people and all that, and then they get to the bedroom and they're going to be so giving and and unselfish towards you. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic. It's not logical, and relationships are logical. So you find somebody who they go, hey, Rosalind, uh, can you go with me today? Uh, you go, yeah, where are you going? Well, uh, I work for this program, and I load up my car with, meals, and I go around and I feed the, the shut-ins, the people who can't get out, the older people, the sick people. Now, he's showing you something that's worth its weight in gold. Huh, yeah, I'll go with you. Let's do that. See, instead of something, wanting to get you off by yourself all the time somewhere in some little dark corner. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's logical, and, and, and it makes sense. See? And that type of person, if they're giving and, and you, see, you see their, uh, hey, I got a friend who's in the hospital, Rosalind, can you go with me? we we'll go see him. Choo. You know, Or you say, uh, hey, Dave, or whatever his name is, uh, my friend is in the hospital, can you go with me to see him? Oh, yeah, baby, let's go. Choo. Do you see something developing here, Ron? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, definitely. And, and these are the things you look for in a person that you would consider to be a mate. A good person. That's what mm-hmm. you look for. Are they yeah. kind to of animals? Are they kind of, you know, I have a rule. If I meet a woman and I say, do you like babies? She, oh, no, I, I don't like babies. <laughs> Can't stand babies. Well, that's strike one. If I say, do you like uh, flowers and plants? Oh, no, no, no. I, I look around, I don't see any plants and flowers in, around. That's strike two. And if I turn around and see she don't like animals, that's it for me. <laughs> Those are the things that make us human. Who, who doesn't like a baby? Who doesn't like a puppy? Who doesn't like flowers and plants? You'd be amazed how many people don't. You'd be amazed. And then and that's the ones you stay away from because the humanity has been sucked out of them. Mm-hmm. No, uh-uh. Yeah, but there's some individuals, because, uh, you know, my listening audience are going to say, yeah, but, you know, I found a man who doesn't even, who does, who, who, who has everything in common with me. We don't like babies. We don't like flowers. Uh, I, I definitely don't like no dogs and cats in my house. You know, you're going to find people who are like that, you know? Okay. All right. Well, leave those people to other people like that don't like those things. Yes. yes those yes. kind of people, if you like those things, that, that kind of person is not for you. I wouldn't want to be around somebody that doesn't like babies and animals and flowers and plants and stuff. Yeah, but that's that's you. But that I got, I, that, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is when you when you 
add this stuff up and you get the sum of it, it makes sense. See. Let me ask you this. Rosalind, if they don't like babies and they don't like puppies and kittens and they don't like plants and flowers, what else do they not like? Well, I'm sure they're probably finding something in common that they like together, you know? Okay, like I say, I, I don't want to be around people that don't like lovable things. But once again, you're saying you don't like that. Right, exactly. Okay, well, okay. well I tell you, tell me some other things. Oh, I don't know because I'm a humanitarian. I love babies and, and animals and flowers. My house is full of flowers. That's me. That's me. That's okay. Not, that's All right. Well, well, I, I, they may not have none of that in common, you know. They ain't got none, not near leaf or anything. They might not have not near dog or cat, and they may never have their kids in their life because they don't like babies. But the fact of the matter is, they're happy with their 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 partner because that's what they have in common. You see, and like you okay, said, what? people have. <laughs> people, let, me, let me let me say this: when people come together, like you said, like-minded, have the same three common hey. things of interest in heart, then they they've come together and say, "Hey, you know what? You and I, we are here on real records. This is we have a lot in common." You know. Hey, 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 Ralph, you remember Bonnie and Clyde? Oh, of course. Okay, that's how, that's all I'm gonna say. See, that can go anywhere. Once we take all the lovely, the the warm, fuzzy stuff off the table, what is left? Oh, well, let's go rob some banks, Bonnie. <laughs> Come on, Clyde, let's go. Mm. That's all I'm saying. That's well, all I'm saying. Yeah. See, I, want, I want it as close to the human feeling. And, oh, by the way, that's another thing. Most people have disconnected from their feelings. That's another mm. problem. Like, for instance, when they go, when... When somebody says, I love you, you know, the, you know the, the cliche that comes to my mind is that the husband leaving, going to work in the morning, and the wife is at the breakfast table, and he kisses her on the forehead, bye-bye, baby, I love you, and he's gone. Now, the, in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with that. But every once in a while, everything should stop when he says, I love you. Baby, when is the last time I told you I love you? And when is the last time I told you why I love you? You see what I'm saying? It shouldn't be, be, everything should not be on automatic pilot because there's no feeling involved on automatic pilot. Exactly. Now, let me me ask you this because that's another, uh, another, you know, what you might say, another area of of difficulty that a lot of men have. They can't... Come out and say, you know, those men say, you know, can't come out and say, you know, I love you, and tell you why they love you. They say, well, let me ask you this. Show you, don't I show it to you every day, or don't I uh, show it in different ways? I, I, I'm not that type of, I'm not a romantic type of guy. And that really hurts a woman's relationship with her man. Well, let me ask you this, Rosalyn. Why is it so important that a man say, I love you? Because it makes a woman feel like she's really loved. Why? Because it makes her feel that he really loves her and secure and knowing that that she means something to him. So the fact that he works like the fact that the fact that he works hard and tries to give her the things she needs and and, uh, spend time with her that doesn't that doesn't say I love you. It says I love you. Huh? That says I love you. 
Okay, then why is it necessary to say it vocally? No, but that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you find that men are it's hard for men to say I love you. But now, why is that important that, if I'm showing you on a daily basis that I love no, you? No, 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 no. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Because see, I believe in telling a woman I, I, in fact I believe in women telling men the same thing. Right, but that's I think right. most people should be doing that. Oh, I know. Hold up, because this is this what I'm saying. You know, I'm, I'm like you playing devil's advocate. So is I. I'm playing devil's advocate because the woman says, okay. "Yeah, no, no, tell me, you love me." You know, but he shows it to her in different ways because Absolutely. a lot of people are not expressive to say, "I love you," you know, and to say that he just does it. His his way of saying "I love you" is in how he provides, how he secures, how he protects. You know. Okay, Robin. <laughs> Remember I said that you have to unlearn everything you've learned about relationships? Mm-hmm. That's one of them. For if, a, if a man watched his father working and not telling his mother that he, he loved her, that's what he learned. And you've got to get rid of that. You've got to let a person know. In fact, that's in my 10 steps. You have to let a person know how important they are to you and why they're that important to you. In number eight, it says, acknowledge that your mate means more to you than anything else in the world. Look for opportunities to show your mate just how valuable they are to you and let them know why they are so valuable. See, this is real. This is not just words or something. Mm-hmm. You, if you have the right person in your life, the kind of, the kind of person I'm talking about you need is a mate, mm-hmm. they are the most valuable asset you will ever have in this life, more valuable than your children. There's nothing else that's more valuable than, this, than a real mate in a real relationship. It gets to the point where they are so valuable till you lay down your life for them. That's how real it gets in a real relationship. Yeah. Anything, anything less than that, Rosalind, is not real. And, and to me, everybody else can make their own decision, but to me, I want the whole thing or I don't want any of it. Mm, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Rosalind's Corner with my friend, Johnny Legrand, he's the uh, foremost speaker on relationships. Read his, his uh, book, Kings and Queens, uh, Real Relationships. Um, be eye-openers. It'll be an eye-opener for you. And, um, but let's continue on because I know you went over a couple of your steps. Um, you went over step six. You went over step eight. Um, but how about four, five, and seven, and ten? Okay, all right. Okay, here's four. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've talked to people, and I, and I asked the question, Rosalyn, how do you make someone love you? What, what, what would you say to that? Well, that's a toughie. Make them love you? How do you make somebody love you? Hmm. Well, I would say first of all, you know, being the support, being the support to them, and showing them how much you love them, 
and just uh, giving your all and all for that individual, showing them that you are there for them every step of the way, you know, um, in every area of your life, in every area of, this, of the relationship. And now, let me ask you something. Let me ask. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Have you ever heard someone, Rosalind, have you ever heard someone say, you can't make anybody love you? Yes, I have. have you ever heard? Me too. Mm-hmm. My mother used to say that. You can't make anybody love you. And see, <laughs> to some extent that's true, but it's not it's a little bit of it. Uh, see, if you pick the right person and you, uh, like the number four, it says learn to be lovable. Okay, and here's what that means. Learn to be lovable. Do things that are lovable. Say things that are lovable. Think things that are lovable. Now, if you do that and you're with the right person, they will respond in kind. They will respond to that in kind. But you guys are like-minded. Mm-hmm. You can't do things that are not lovable. You can't talk in an unlovable way. And expect them to love you. You can't think unlovable thoughts all the time and expect mm-hmm. someone to love you. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. So if you want to be loved by someone, you have to learn to be lovable. You can't be hollering and fussing and nagging and, and cussing and, and, and foaming at the mouth all the time and expect somebody to love that. You can't be someone, you can't have somebody that is waiting for you to pick them up all the time and you're always late and, 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 or you don't come at all and expect them to love that. And, but you'll be amazed how many people expect that. Yeah, but see, they're not being realistic. That's why there's so many, that's why there's so many problems in relationships. People aren't being realistic. What you want, me, what you want from me, you've got to give me. Do to mm-hmm. me what you want me to do to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now I you know, agree uh, on that one. You know, you if, if somebody is the kind of person where they say they get up off the couch, you guys in the living room watch TV and eat, and they get up off the couch and they say, "Look, baby, I'm going in the kitchen. You want me to get you something?" Oh yeah, could you bring me the hot sauce? Oh yeah, no problem. Sure. And they always do that. And then they then one day you go in and go in the kitchen and and they say, oh, "Baby, why are you why are you in there? Could you bring me the ketchup?" And you turn around, you say, what's wrong with your legs? Are they broke? Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> people do that. Rosalind, people do that. They, they do that, and they expect their relationship to work. I hate that. I, I hate that. <laughs> but it happens. Do you, you agree it happens? I know. Yes, yes. Of yes. course it happens. Now, that's insane for you to do that and expect that to, that other person. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> this is the way people – see, I deal with people the way they're made. This is how we're made. If you go in there two or three times and don't bring me something, and I've been doing it for you, I stop that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you don't bring me nothing, I don't bring you nothing. And I get them give what I want, you get them give what you want. Now, what kind of relationship is that? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, another one I say is focus on pleasing your mate and stop saying no. No is negative, yes is positive. Focus totally on giving pleasure to your mate, not receiving pleasure from your mate. Make your mate's life wonderful. Work on that. Don't work on what you can get from them. Let them work on that. 
Yeah, but let me ask you this now. Huh? What if you are constantly trying to please your mate, but your mate doesn't please you? You very well could be with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you solve that? That's up to you. Uh, yes, continue. But see, that's why it's so important to pick from the start the right person. Mm-hmm. Because, see, I have a chapter in my book. It says three is the limit. Three is the limit. And what I mean by that is three serious relationships in your life is all the time we have for it because we don't live long enough to have more than that. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like, let's say you're in high school and you meet somebody, you get to know them, you marry them, and you spend maybe eight years or so with them, and you find out, wait a minute, this is not the right person. And then it takes another couple of years to get out of that. And then you take another couple of years finding somebody else and another couple of years getting to know them and another five or six years before you, oh, this is not right, and another couple of years getting out of that, and you repeat that process. You can, we only live long enough to do that three times in our lives. Yeah. That's it. I'm talking about for serious relationships. Now, if you just out to have a good time and you, you're with somebody until it falls apart, okay, fine, move on. But that's not a very satisfying life. Mm-mm. So I got three is the limit. So that's why you have to pick wisely, and you have to do everything you can to make it work. And if that means you have to change, you have to change. Because, see, like, for instance, I give this example. If a woman meets a man, and, they, and she finds out that he's of a caliber that she has not seen before, that he's of a caliber that she can trust him with her two little girls, that he's that kind of person, he treats them like a father, not like just some man, but like a father. He's a good man. And then she knows that he's of the caliber that if she dies, he will take those little girls and raise them exactly like he knows that she would want him to raise them. Like a father. Rosalind, you can't treat that person like he's just average. You can't do that. Exactly. He's uh, not average. He's, a, yeah. he's of a caliber. You have to raise your game. You have mm-hmm. to change. Mm-hmm. See, you have to meet him on, on that level. See? So that's what I'm saying. You know, you, you, you make yourself valuable to a person like that. Mm-hmm. Baby, uh, what you want for dinner tonight? Call him at work. Honey, what you want for dinner? You go shopping. You think about him. What does he like? You go in the department store. You're buying yourself some clothes. You see a tie. Oh, he loves this tie. He loves this tie. That shows you're thinking about him, and people love to be thought about. It's the, you ever heard it's the thought that counts? Oh, yeah, of course. That's so true, it's ridiculous. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, now, okay. now, see, I'm going down this, this 10-step list, and it's making sense. See, I'm not, I'm not, see, I'm not talking metaphysical. This is not theory. This is not pie-in-the-sky stuff. This is real. And that's where I uh, separate from the other so-called experts and gurus and so forth. This is real stuff. This is the way it's the way we're made. Mm. That's 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 why that's why I do it this way. Excellent. Okay, number n- number five. It says make yourself valuable. Make someone mm. else make someone else's life more valuable, and you in turn will become more valuable. Okay, if you Explain make that. somebody else's life so that it's worth living to them, and you see what you get from that. 
Very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. You got any, right. you got any more questions, Rosalind? <laughs> no, no. I'm good tonight. This is your show tonight, brother. This is your okay. show. Okay. All right. No. no uh, uh, so, you know, I'm Go ahead to your next one, because uh, we're going to be uh, wrapping it up, because I want you to give your final final uh, summary of, of tonight and everything that you want to share with my listening audience. Okay. Uh, uh, number 10, I think, is very important. It says, learn to really listen to your mate. It says, listen and try to hear what they are really saying and what it really means. Think about what they say. Let it sink in and try to really feel them. Try to feel what they're saying when they say it. What's the essence of what they're saying? See, is what I'm talking about is real communication, not just hearing what they say and it goes in one end out the other. Like, for instance, if your mate tells you two or three times, uh, Johnny, uh, please don't leave your underwear on the floor. That, that's not where it should be. Can you pick it up? See, what they're doing is they're communicating with you. And they shouldn't have to, you being a reasonable adult, they shouldn't have to do more than that. They shouldn't have to do it more than once. What she's saying is that does not make me happy for to have this whole house clean and I look in the middle of the floor and there's your underwear. Don't do that, please. It, it, it upsets my sensibilities as a woman. See, and you can't let that go in one and out the other. Ah, she complains about everything. You can't do that. You got to see, say, baby, look, I've been doing that since I was a little boy. But if it bothers you, I'm changing that, and you pick it up and put it in the hamper. And see, when she sees you making changes like that for her that you wouldn't make for anybody else, that's what makes her feel special, not what you say, what you do. Mm, very good, very good. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here tonight with my friend, Johnny LeGrand, speaking on relationships. And, of course, you can go to www.t25cl.com because this show definitely has been recorded for all my listening audience. I know we're going to continue this on once a month because I know there's so many questions. And next time we will definitely uh, get us a panel in here So because I know there's a lot of people have different aspects and different uh, uh, um, um well, you might want to say relationship experiences that they would like to share, that oh, yeah, questions yeah. that they would like to have answered. Uh, you know, a lot of things, things of that nature that you know that we that we want to share. But you know, all in well, all, well, if, if, if they call us in, Rosalind, I'd be glad to talk to them if they answer. You know, have, have any questions? Oh, of course, of course. But um, you know, just. You know, from my point of view, when I'm, I'm seeing, you know, when it comes to a good relationship, it's more than, than something we want. It's something that we need uh, to be, you know, happy and to have healthy lives, to be uh, our most productive selves. I mean, but, you know, even at home, at work, you know, wherever we are, we're in relationships, not only just with men and, and women, but as as human beings, we think about relationships with one another. And that's another topic we should talk about, relationships with children, relationships with our parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I go on the premise, Rosalind, that we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. First, we're human beings. And all human beings basically have the same wants and desires, basically. We mm-hmm. all want to be happy. We all want to raise our kids to be in a better situation than we were. 
we all try to get away, get get as much pain out of our lives as possible and bring as much happiness into it as possible. We all try to be comfortable. We have basic things as human beings in common. Mm-hmm. See, and if you if you treat your mate like they're the same type of human being you are, you'll get better results. If you mm-hmm. if you want your mate to be warm when it's cold, if you want them to be fed when they're hungry, you'll get better results if you take care of their needs. See, and that's I, I have a, a portion in my book called uh, Baby. Don't say baby if you don't mean it. See, we call each other baby, right? You know, we're living together. Hey, Rosalind, hey, what baby? Which one? You see what I'm saying? And we get in the habit of calling baby, but that in that little word means a whole lot. And it's like when you and uh, your mate have a baby, a little baby, that baby depends on you for everything to keep it alive and to keep it happy. Well, it's the same thing. When you call when you call somebody baby, that's what you're saying. You're my baby. I'll take care of you. Whatever you need, I got it for you. You get you don't go to anywhere else. You come to me. You get it from me. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And that's what baby means. See, and if you don't mean that, don't say baby. Call him honey or something else. Mm, that don't is say baby if you don't mean it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And and another thing, another aspect that we're gonna we're gonna be hitting on is uh, low self esteem. Okay. Relationship. No, we're not going to talk about it now because I'm oh. out of time. We're going to save it for the next show, so hold that thought. Okay, okay. Right. <laughs> Don't get me started. I know, I know, I know, because I know you can. I know you can. But oh, yeah. for the next show because I have tons of questions that uh, I'm, I'm going to start um, um, shooting at you. Um, you know, people that I know that we're going to start shooting these questions, you know. Oh, You'll be able to, to expound and um, when it comes to relationships, this is what we want to know. In every, because like I said, in every area of our lives, when we walk out the door, not even when we walk out the door, we have a relationship with ourselves. So, I mean, we're going to start, you know, we have to hone in on the different aspects of relationships, okay? Okay, and, wherever you uh, want to take this, that's where we go, Ross. You will. We definitely will. We will definitely will. This is this has been a good show. It's very very informative, and um, you know it, it's gonna get. I know it's gonna get heated. I know we're gonna have. To <laughs> we have. Hey, Rosalind, we haven't got started. We haven't gotten started. <laughs> I know we got men on one side and women on the other side. We just gonna yeah. just hash it out and just get this thing right. Okay. Okay. Let's, here at Rosalind's Corner with my friend Johnny McGran. It's been a great time. A one-on-one with my friend sharing his kings and queens and his 10 steps on relationships, real relationships. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Johnny, give us our last parting statements for tonight, and then we'll close the show. Okay. What I want to say is that what you should do in a relationship is is, is have a contest with you in your within your relationship and your with your mate saying that I challenge you to uh, work at making me happy harder than I work at you making making me making you happy. This is a contest to see who can make the other one the happiest, and there's no way you can win 
because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my fingers to the bone to make you happy. See, And that's what you really have to do in a relationship is work at other, making others. See, we're selfish by nature. We think about taking care of self. And, when, and that's okay when you're single. But when you get into a relationship, just like when you have a baby, it's all about that other individual. Now your life really be it. Now it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. Now if you're not up for that, if you're not up for that work, that challenge, then don't get in a relationship. Uh, there's been many relationships I passed up because I let them know I don't have the time or the desire at this point to do all that a relationship re- would require. So I just want to encourage your listeners that if they're going to get in a relationship with someone, make it worth the other person's while because it's their life. Make that make it, make their life worthwhile, and you'll be okay. All right, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at Robinson's Corner. This show definitely has been recorded. Go to www.t25cl.com, listen to the show and the many shows that we have on Sunday night with uh, Marvin McGee with The Hired Brush, on Monday's Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, and, of course, on my show here on Wednesday nights here at Roslyn's Corner. Well, I just want to thank um, uh, Johnny Legrand. Thank you, sir, for joining me tonight. And, my pleasure, Rob. Uh, uh, and then, of course, uh, our, our listening audience, thank you for listening in. I know our people over there, our brothers and sisters across the big lake, they will be listening to the show uh, tomorrow. And so uh, we just want to thank everyone for joining us. And please visit our website, look at the, the great artists that we have, our independent music artists, and download their music. Support the independent artists and look out for the film United We Stand, which will be coming soon. So without further ado, you know how I do it. I count down, five, four, three, two, one, and I say everyone have a great good night. Good night, Johnny. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.